0: Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Possibly one of my favorite stories over the weekend was a South Carolina couple were out on their pontoon uh, on uh, Lake Kiowee, K-E-O-W-E-E. I'm guessing that's the correct pronunciation. Kiowee, No, not Lake Amorphophallus. And so they're out on their pontoon enjoying their day. When they see a couple from a jet, uh, that were on a jet ski crash off the jet ski. And they're in distress. So they pulled the pontoon over and rescued the couple. The jet ski is still doing circles in the lake. So the guy who had been rescued, becomes agitated and becomes assaulting the couple on the pontoon that just rescued them. I've guessed, we don't know this, but we're guessing that he was upset because he wanted to go back and get the jet ski. The rescued woman tried to de-escalate the situation by pushing the agitated man, the guy that she was with, back into the water. And so then they helped him back onto the pontoon again. Now the guy gets all wound up again and starts assaulting the couple that rescued them again. The guy on the pontoon boat shoots him. And... (laughs) I mean, the second time around, the guy starts coming at you. That's when you're going to have to face the... And sadly, he died from that gunshot. Now, we know that the prosecutor's office has said, no, we are not going to prosecute this man. The shooting was done in self-defense. But you're out on a pontoon, thinking you're going to have a beautiful day out on the old lake, on Lake Kiwi, and you think, oh, there's somebody that needs to be rescued, and the next thing you know, you're having to pull out your gun and... One shot puts the man down. Very sad that he had to do that. But man, does that suck when you think you're going to have a good day out on the old pontoon. But it also proves that, you know, it's good sometimes to have a weapon with you just for emergencies. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And as long as we're in South Carolina, we might as well talk about uh, Which is good that this guy is not going to be prosecuted because, you know, South Carolina has the death penalty. And they also informed uh, the South Carolina Department of Corrections has informed the state attorney general that, hey, we are uh, we're able to carry out uh, execution by firing squad. Now we're good to go. Oh, Okay, so they had to make uh, all kinds of uh, changes or, you know, accommodations for the specific death penalty choice that's required under law in South Carolina. They said that the state's primary means of execution while giving inmates the option of choosing death by firing squad or lethal injection if those methods are available. And I know we talked about this uh, when it became law, but now they are ready to go. The death chamber has been renovated to accommodate a firing squad The chamber now includes a chair in which inmates will sit if they choose execution by firing squad. The chair is in a corner of the room away from the current electric chair, which I guess you can't move the electric chair. Bullet-resistant glass has been installed between the witness room and the death chamber. The firing squad chair is metal with restraints and is surrounded by protective equipment. The chair faces a wall with a rectangular opening 15 feet away. (laughs) <laughs> oh man. I uh, you know that does not sound good. I know, you know, whatever. I I'm, I I you know, the death penalty thing, we can you can argue both sides of that. I I still am for it. These people are really really bad people and we've gone over that on this show before. So, how does it happen? Three firing squad members will be will be behind the wall with rifles facing the inmate through the opening. The rifles are The rifles and open portal will not be visible from the witness room. All three rifles will be loaded with live ammunition. The witnesses will see the right side profile of the inmate. The inmate will not face the witness room directly. The electric chair faces the witnesses directly. The inmate will wear a prison-issued uniform and be escorted into the chamber. The inmate will be given the opportunity to make the last statement The inmate will be strapped into the chair and a hood will be placed over his head. A small aim point will be placed over his heart by a member of the execution team. That's special. After the warden reads the execution order, the team will fire. After the shots, a doctor will examine the inmate. After the inmate is declared dead, the curtain will be drawn and witnesses escorted out. Members of the firing squad are volunteer from the South Carolina Department of Corrections employees. They must meet certain qualifications. I'm not sure what those qualifications are. Can you aim a rifle? Yeah. You think you could point it at that little star there? Yeah. Okay. You're good. The department spent about $53,600 on supplies and materials to make these changes and the, as they wanted to comply with the law and add safety precautions. The construction and design work was done in-house. <laughs> so I guess the South Carolina Department of Corrections employees either did it for a little overtime or they had the prisoners build their own chair to sit in if they were on death row. Does I mean, There you have it. it. The firing squad is ready to go in South Carolina. Oof! I don't know what choice you'd take, but I mean, if you could, if you're okay with, if you're on death row and you're asked, Hey, uh, we'd like to go ahead and give you a lethal injection, but we're a little low on the drugs right now. How about you take firing squad? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Just sit me in the corner and get it over with. And I like how, uh, you know, remember we used to think about the, uh, the firing squad members would uh, have their rifles loaded and one of them would be the death bullet and the others would be uh, blanks. So you would just think that you you didn't have to be the one. You could walk out of there thinking, well, I fired a blank. But no, not in South Carolina. You're all loaded with working ammunition. Okay? And that's the way it goes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Good luck. God bless. You shouldn't have done what you did. Now I guess they fire at the same time. I don't know if we get the, you know, three, two, one fire. Or you just kind of shoot when you want. So you're going to end up getting. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get the three shots like that. It's going to be, uh, that's going to be one shot at the same time, fired at the same time. All right, so that's enough of the gunshots. (laughs) Happy Monday for those of you listening live on the 21st of March 2022. What is happening with personal care products? So I find out that Juergen's Ultra Healing Moisturizer has been recalled. Wait, what? Yeah, FDA says stop immediately. Because of potential bacterial contamination. Oh, okay. So if you use the moisturizer, and in particular the Juergens Ultra Healing Moisturizer, uh, it's being recalled and stop using it right now. Why? Well, it's of course it's a voluntary recall. <laughs> uh, of course it is. I mean, Jurgens Ultra Healing Moisturizer is going to, you know, Recall it voluntarily. Due to potential bacterial contamination. That uh, doesn't sound like a good thing. Uh, that's something that you rub all over your arms and legs and other whatever body parts you put Jurgens Ultra Healing Moisturizer Cream on. <laughs> now they claim that the bacteria poses little medical risk to healthy people. Uh-huh. But it could cause infections in people with health problems, including weakened immune systems. The bacteria has been associated with recalls before. Oh, okay. Oh that's right, the body wash recall. Yeah. So um you know, just if you have Jergens ultra healing moisturizer, it has been recalled in the 3 ounce and 10 ounce size. And so I'd be careful. And yeah, if you are concerned about any other different sizes of the old Jergens Ultra Moisture, Ultra Healing Moisturizer, you know, go ahead and turn it back in. I'm sure they'll be happy to assist. I don't know. And now, we're back to also being told that uh, the benzene, the chemical benzene, the carcio Genic chemical benzene is found in all of these other personal care products. What is happening? So, I mean, several brands are getting recalled from this. I do not like this at all. Uh, Hand sanitizers, sunscreens, deodorant, dry shampoos, conditioners, antiperspirants, deodorants, body sprays, antifungal treatments. I mean... If this is if the benzene has been detected in these you know products what is happening what is going on I might have to go to goat soap my goat guy in Florida I might have to go to goat soap what was his website again yeah QPGoatSoap.com. my man Quinn Pittman and his goat milk products. We may have to go there. I mean, Procter and Gamble, Bayer, CVS, Johnson and Johnson have all issued voluntary recalls for Brute, Sure, Pantene, Herbal Essences, Old Spice, Secret, Tenactin, Lotrimin, Coppertone, Neutrogena, and Avino. Among the recalled hand sanitizer brands are Art Naturals, Best Brands, and Natural Wonders. This is because of decades of research that has found no safe levels of benzene exposure because it's so toxic at very low levels. Now, the petroleum-based chemical causes cancer. Uh, That's not good. I don't like that. The toxin has also been shown to harm the central nervous system and reproductive organs. Uh, That's why it was banned as an ingredient uh, some 45 years ago. And so we're not quite sure why it's in these products, but how about we not do it? Okay. I know that the FDA is monitoring the situation and is going to work with the companies to recall the contaminated products. They don't really know, uh, like I said, how it's getting into the products. Oh, okay. Uh, They're saying that uh, the companies don't add it into their formulas. Uh, Really? And so the FDA is like, uh, well, it's probably some thickening agent uh, that's contaminating. So it's in something else that goes into the product. You think? Thank you. We appreciate your help. I mean, holy cow. Uh, I can't even use my personal home care products anymore. I am going to go to Quinn Pittman goat milk products at qpgoatsoap.com this is not an ad either although it should be qpgoatsoap.com alright let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately <laughs> I see where the Batman is still dominating the box office, according to all headlines. Uh still number one for the third week running. Surpassed $300 million in the North American ticket sales. Uh, that's, you know, the only second movie of the pandemic era to hit that number. I saw a promo for this movie when we went to see Batman last week, and I couldn't get over I was like, this is the same thing. Hollywood just does not have any new ideas. So they're hoping that maybe The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing, Channing Tatum could dethrone the Batman next weekend. But as I'm watching the promo for The Lost City, all I'm seeing is Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito in Romancing the Stone back in the 80s. And then they did The Jewel of the Nile after that. And I thought, that's almost the same thing. So let's see what the IMDb description of The Lost City, 2022, PG-13, 1 hour and 52 minutes, with Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, and Channing Tatum. A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Huh. Let's see what Romancing the Stone, 1984, talks about with Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito. Huh. A mousy romance novelist sets off for Columbia to ransom her kidnapped sister and soon finds herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure hunting for treasure with a mercenary rogue. Huh. Well, everything old is new again. And I loved Romancing the Stone. So maybe Lost City will, you know, be fun. It looked like there was going to be some good scenes. But, I mean, Romancing the Stone. Hello, Joan Wilder, <laughs> And Danny DeVito. And anyway, it was, it's the same thing. Hollywood just... We'll just leave it there. And Hollywood is just... And I got speaking of Batman, I got uh, an email sent to chewingthefat at Blaze dot com from uh, Helen. Apparently, she was uh, I don't know. Uh, like most emails get, that I get sent, uh, she wasn't happy. Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy. I get it. The movie was. Wh- this she's referring to Batman. I get it. The movie was way too long, but really not that long. The seat was too hot. The food was too expensive. You would rather watch it at home. Blah, blah, blah. You missed the headline. Your kids wanted to go to the movies with you. Uh, yeah, I, I get it, Helen. And, you know, I would say so. But on the other hand, I went, so who won from that. Speaking of emails, uh, plenty of requests uh, coming in to be contestants on What's the Lie. You too can request to be a contestant. Just email com. Let me know, hey, yeah, I want to be a contestant on uh, What's the Lie. And then I'll get back to you and we'll get, you know, contact information. And we'll go from there. I don't know if we're going to make a day of just uh, doing the game show what's the lie? And then we'll just be like a re- a real game show where we make a week of game shows in one day. Although I just do what's the lie, like once a week. So I mean, I could do a month of uh, what's the lie on one day. So that might happen. That may have to happen. So we'll see. Anyway, if you want to be a contestant on what's the lie, just email com and let me know that yes, you would like to be a contestant uh things over at disney aren't going too well i think there's little family issues going on over there at disney uh, disney ceo bob Chapek, uh he's got the employees a little wound up you know remember he said uh that uh he was uh he wasn't going to take an official stance on the old florida don't say gay bill which isn't actually a don't say gay bill but uh it does talk about gen discussion of uh, sexual orientation for young kids. And at first, you know, he said, "Uh, we're not taking an official stance. Uh, Corporations have little to do with how that stuff happens. Ooh, but then his stance was uh, not taken well by uh, social media. So he reversed course and uh, publicly opposed the bill and apologizing uh you needed to be str- me- you needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights and I let you down. I am sorry. That's what he wrote to his employees. Wow. Uh that impo- that apology this is why you'd never bend the knee, Bob. Uh that apology has not satisfied the Disney rank and file. They've been staging 15-minute walkouts since last week. <laughs> and I guess they're supposed to walk out the whole day tomorrow. I would say if you walk out for the whole day, you're fired. How about that? How about you take that? How about you take that and bend the knee policy? No, you take that. You walk out for a day, you're fired. I know that's not going to happen, but it would if Jeff Fisher was Disney CEO uh, to help with the crisis management. Um, former CEO Bob Iger, who gave Bob the reins back in I don't know last year for 2020, a couple years ago now. Wow. Um uh, and so they could uh, you know they're saying hey maybe you ought to you know reach out to Bob and see if he can help you out and Bob JPEG is not having any of it because he hates Iger. <laughs> I mean uh, Iger said yeah you know I I give him some pointers if he calls I'm here for him. Oh, no, Tepic was a little pissed that uh, Iger volunteered to help him steer the company through the COVID pandemic. Well, yeah, that was before, because he gave him the reins early on, uh, just before the pandemic. And then that hit, and Iger was like, well, you know, if you want me to stick around. And Bob was like, no, I got it. Why don't you hit the bricks? (laughs) I mean, the company's been crushing, earning, earning money. Disney Plus saved them. Uh, And that was a great move. Uh, Disney Plus saved them during the pandemic. We'll see, though. Uh, Things are not well. Not well at the home of Disney these days. So we'll see what happens. And as long as we're talking about Disney, we might as well talk about ABC. Uh, who? Uh, oh, oh, that's right! Oh my gosh! They're owned by Disney too, huh? Well, I see that uh, they passed on the National Parks show that Kevin Costner was pitching. We talked about it before. It sounds like a it sounds like a cool show that uh, you know was talking about the crimes that take place in the national parks. Um, National Parks investigation and ABC said yeah no nah, we don't want to we don't want to pass on that and nah, we don't want you to be a part of it though. Oh what? Yeah, listen, we're going to progress with the National Park inspired series, but we don't want you involved, Kevin. Why wait? Why not? Well, because uh the uh writer and executive producer of 911 Lone Star and, uh, I don't know if, uh, Rashid Rashini is part of 911 as well, but, um, she's going to do the national park inspired series too. Oh, okay. Cause it is a good idea. I just, I, I love the idea of the, uh, you know, criminals and the detectives who work at the national parks and it's kind of a cool premise. But I'm hoping that Rashad Rashini, I hope, I think I said Rashid or Rashad, anyway, it's Rashad Rashid. No, it's not a morphophalus. don't play a morphophallus. It's, it's executive producer Rashad Arasani. Okay, there you go. R-A-S-H-A-D-R-A-I-S-A-N-I you got it out of your system okay all right a few headlines to get you through the day hundreds of bulletproof vests Destined for Ukraine have been stolen from a New York City nonprofit organization in Manhattan. Do we know what happened to them? Or do we know who has them yet? No? Oh, okay. Well, then, never mind. Uh, Yay has been asked not to perform at the Grammys due to concerning online behavior. Please. Uh, I know all the headlines are Kanye West. That's not his name. Okay. Quit dead naming Yay. Okay. The first round of Grammy performers were announced: uh, BTS, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, and Jack Harlow, Brandy Carlile, and Brothers Osborne. It's going to take place this Sunday. Coming up? No, 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 no. That's not this Sunday. The the Oscars are this Sunday. Holy cow! The Grammys are Sunday, April third, uh, with of course uh, the great Trevor Noah. Uh, hosting them at the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas. Uh, April 3rd is the Grammys. They will be broadcast on CBS and On Demand, Paramount+. Plus. Now, the Academy Awards (laughs) that I got screwed up, those are this weekend. Wow. This is amazing. So we had Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, are going to be the MCs. Oh, man, it is going to be great. Now, they claim that eight categories have been stripped out of the live broadcast, so it should only be, I don't know, seven or eight hours long. (laughs) I see where Russell Brand is under fire. Come on now. The guy is just asking questions and he's under fire. Stop it. I see where Elon Musk and Jordan Peterson came to, you know, defended the man. Stop it. He's just asking questions. You can't even answer, ask questions anymore. In, if Once you are on the left side of Hollywood, don't you dare start walking back across a bridge away from Hollywood's main think of talk. No, main talk of think. Yeah, that's just don't dare do it, okay? Whatever it is, whether it's the talk and the think or the think and the talk, don't do it, okay? (laughs) And I see we're speaking of these people, those people. Chelsea Handler, uh, she said that uh, white men owe us an apology. I don't know who us is unless it's just women. And that their opinion is irrelevant. So if their opinion is irrelevant... I guess I'm sorry, and then walk away. The sad thing is is that she said this on a podcast with Samantha B Samantha B on her weekly podcast, full release with Samantha B. man, I bet you that is good. Wow, am I sad that I missed this podcast, but she claimed on this show men can be so disappointing. She went on to say, I know it's not all men, obviously. I have to keep saying that, which is so annoying. Um, Well, my brother says, uh, Chelsea, not all white guys are bad. Well, you are for even saying that. Um, Don't even say that. And she later went on to say, no one is saying all white guys are bad. Well, you kind of are, but she went on to say, we're saying there are enough bad ones out there that as a collective, you guys owe us an apology. Oh, so we are all bad. That's what you think, right? She explained that white men might not individually be responsible for any wrongdoing, but as a collective, they have had an unfair advantage over women. Have they Chelsea? Have they? I doubt that very much. Especially when the two of you, Chelsea Handler and Samantha B, are on this full release podcast, which she, I mean, Samantha B is agonizing. And you know what? Chelsea kind of is too. So, you know, two agonizing females doing a show together. Saying that it's the white man's fault. So, okay. I got it. I got it. Your glass ceiling hasn't been broken yet. Got it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott issued a disaster declaration for a number of counties, wildfires spreading through the region. Some of that footage this weekend was just incredible. We see footage from California and Washington and Oregon so many times, but now we're looking at uh, these wildfires here in Texas. The Carbon Fire, almost uh, the entire town of Carbon is done. I think it's Carbon, right? Carbon, Texas, C-A-R-B-O-N. Don't play the (laughs) Amorphophallus <laughs> again. So it's the uh, Eastland Complex. Uh, the fires are made up. That's what they're being called. Uh, they're made up of four smaller batches. I mean, forty-two thousand acres uh, was uh, burned. So of the for the kid fire that started, twenty-five percent containment. We'll see. It's raining and storming here in my neck of Texas today. So we'll hopefully uh, they get a little bit of that out there and uh, douse some of these fires down to where it's not going to affect that many people anymore. Egypt's Ministry of Tourism and Antiques. Uh, hey, we found some more tombs. Yeah, we got found five more tombs. Oh, really? Yeah, just outside of Cairo. Uh, they had uh, excavations began back in September and we discovered uh, some new tombs uh, last month. Oh, okay, great. How many do you have? Well, we found about five tombs, and uh, we'll let you know. We'll let you know after that, okay? Just know that we found them. And don't forget, we've got the lead sarcophagus in Paris, too, so we're digging up a lot of stuff. Um, I i don't want to open them. I want to leave them closed. I think we've seen the documentary when you open, you open something up like that, haven't we? Yes, we have. And congratulations to Justin Blowert. I guess yeah, Justin, blow it. Don't, don't. Amorphophallus. It's supposed to be hard names. <laughs> well, this is hard. You can't say it. Oh, okay. Um, Justin noticed something unusual working at a construction site in Iowa. He looked down, and said, "I look like a block of stone, just under a foot long, covered in ridges." And then he thought, "Ooh, hey, no, man, let's let me pull that out and see what happens." Yeah, it's a woolly mammoth tooth. Okay, cool. I uh, he, he he said, uh, "I recognize the tooth uh, thanks to a deep knowledge of fossils and prehistoric creatures. I'm a nerd like that." Thanks, Justin. And so, uh, his two young sons are also passionate about fossils and dinosaurs. That's what the construction worker said. Okay. All right. You know, you probably are. You got me. I'm sure that the construction worker, I'm sure this is a quote. Ah, I recognize the two thanks to a deep knowledge of fossils and prehistoric creatures. I don't think that's a quote. I have a feeling that he said it a little bit differently. I don't know that, though. Uh, Although it doesn't say that this is a quote, so I'm guessing it is not a quote. Uh, The company asked a paleontology repository instructor at the University of Iowa. Man, that's a good gig right there. Paleontology repository instructor at the University of Iowa, Tiffany, to examine the find, and she confirmed it. Yep, woolly mammoth tooth, 11 inches long, weighs 11 pounds pounds. That's a hell of a tooth right there. It's likely more than 20,000 years old. They have distinctive teeth. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Looks like a loaf of bread, and their unique shape makes the mammoth teeth relatively easy to identify. So does Justin get to take it home to the kids? You know, the two sons who are also passionate about fossils and dinosaurs. No. Uh, he does not. It's going to be uh, it's going to be shown at the new home of the Sheldon Prairie Museum in Northwest Iowa Community College. Wow, does that sound like a place for the old woolly mammoth tooth? Is the Sheldon Prairie Museum at Northwest Iowa Community College? It's going to be there semi-permanently loaned for display. This way, everyone from across our service area can come to the museum and see and appreciate this, this artifact. Alright, well, congratulations. I'm, hopefully Justin gets a little plaque or something. You know, Justin... Amorphophallus. And that way you'll be able to know who found it. Under the heading of So What, uh, the Senate confirmation hearings of Katanya Brown Jackson, President Biden's pick for the Supreme Court Justice, begins today. For those of you listening on the 21st of March 2022, it's supposed to last all week. Uh, Jackson would become the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court if. Confirmed, But so what? The cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C. will be in peak bloom this week. So it's just perfect. A, a perfect setting. And speaking of a perfect setting, houses of the hoity-toity. Yes, Jennifer and Ben look like they have finally decided on a place to move in both families. Is it Ben Jen or Jen Ben? Or just JB or BJ Low or Aflo, or Low Fleck or BJ or <laughs> oh I like calling them just BJ but no it's Ben Jen oh whatever it's fine you call them whatever you want uh, they have finally uh, they finally they're plunking down a little bit over fifty million on the new estate. For everyone, 20,000 square foot estate in Bel Air, uh, 10 bedrooms, 17 bathrooms, multiple kitchens, a theater, a gym, his and her bath, and of course, uh, a pool it looks <laughs> it looks uh, gorgeous. It's tucked away in a forest of trees. It's got a view of the city, super private, really looks nice. I mean, if they need you know, if they don't have enough, if they've got a couple extra rooms. Uh, I'm willing to hang out there for a while uh, you know just let me have the guest house that's fine don't worry about it <laughs> It was up for sale for 65 million so the Texas billionaire Todd Lemkin I guess came down a little bit for BJ uh, and uh, you know mid 50s so they got it they got it under under they like coming in under under cost. <laughs> we can't spend sixty-five million, Ben, but we can spend fifty-five million. So, congratulations to Ben, Jen, Jen, Ben, or BJ, and congratulations on your your new home. And I'm sure you'll be incredibly happy there. I know I certainly would be. Have you flown lately? Have you flown lately? because I keep hearing, I know that flights are going all over the world and everybody's happy and the pilots are happy and the the waitresses are happy. The in-flight waitresses, I'm sorry, flight attendants are all happy and things are going good. And people are happy about flying. They're not making any, any waves on the on the plane, and but you know every time I hear of flight attendants complaining about passengers getting all wound up on the plane, then I hear I get this story where uh, the plane uh, landed at a uh, Worcester airport in Massachusetts uh, Monday night, and then uh, the jetBlue passengers on the plane were uh just sitting on the tarmac and the pilot came on and said uh, yeah uh man we do not have any uh any airline staffing to uh help with you uh, so we're just gonna sit here for a little bit uh we can't get you off the flight we got no staff available and we're supposed to be not unhappy about that right we're supposed to be oh okay fine just let us know what we should do then <laughs> So JetBlue just, uh, yeah, sorry, that's the way it goes. Yeah, you know, sorry. Wish we could help you out, but we can't. So the state police show up, and they helped, you know, evacuate the people off the plane. They had the JetBlue manager uh, drive in from his house to the airport to let us off the airplane. He probably should have been there anyway, although he may not have known. So as soon as he found out, he got there. Um, I know that uh, they talked about the mother with the baby that was on the plane and the baby was crying. Yeah, I bet. JetBlue officials said, hey, we're working. Understand what happened. And uh, we're working with our business partner who operates our ground team in, in Worcester to determine why a crew member was not in place at the jet bridge to ensure this... Uh, you know, it's just an isolated incident. Okay, we're sorry. Um, uh, we we understand that the sure, they landed and then they had to wait 45 minutes uh, to deplane after landing. Uh, we did not, uh, we really didn't, we gotta comply. We try to comply with all the DOT regulations, but you know, any delay is uh, frustrating and we apologize. so you know, get over it, okay? <laughs> now going to New York City from Worcester. Uh, the last time the lady that was on this flight said the flight was delayed five hours because the airline didn't have a flight attendant available. Um, I'm telling you what, if I'm on that flight and there, we don't have an extra flight attendant. So what close this door, take off and get us to New York. It's like a 30 minute freaking flight. You're going to make us wait hours because you don't have a flight attendant. No, thanks. Thanks. I'll live without my soda. Uh, Just close the door. Let's get this thing taken off. So JetBlue, these are the companies that our government is saving and wants you to to be okay with. Uh, So congratulations. This is what you get when you get too big to fail. And very sad news out of China. A passenger plane, a Chinese passenger plane with 132 people on board crashed in the forested hillside of southern China. Now, I will say this. um, It was incredible. If the video I saw of this plane crashing, it was unbelievable. It said uh, the number of casualties and the reason for the crash are not yet known. Uh, There were no signs of survivors. No kidding. Uh, If the video that is out there is the actual crash of Boeing 737-800, the uh, Chinese flight that crashed. Uh, There's no way anyone survived of that. I mean, it was just a, a dead stick rifling toward the ground. It was amazing. It's not like you think, you know, the pilot was trying to land in the forest or anything like that. No, I mean, it was straight down to the ground. It was ugly, ugly. And I love that the flight tracking data suggested the plane lost height rapidly from its cruising altitude. Yeah, no kidding. It lost height rapidly. it was flying directly into the ground. I mean directly into the ground. It was horrific. There's no way a human being if if a human being or any kind of animal for that matter survived that it was it is only by the hand of god that saved you because i don't see how anyone could have survived that crash it was incredible it was only a few minutes into their flight uh and then it turned into tragedy i mean it was just ugly very sad prayers for everyone involved in that and the search and rescue Just, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a while. I, I, I I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happened once we get the black box and once we get, uh, what happened, I know that, uh, some of those planes like this one are a little old and have safety fatigue cracks that they talked about, but this plane wasn't even, uh, seven years old yet. And we have a lot older planes than that. And it has nothing to do with the 737 max, which, you know, was, uh, was under fire for quite some time, so now this version was uh, 737, 800, we'll see, we'll see what the deal was, but it was not pretty (laughs) at all, man, and when you talk about uh, losing height rapidly from its cruising altitude, yeah, it lost height rapidly, all right, it was almost like you you know, a, a movie or a cartoon. I mean, it was just flying directly into the ground. It was not pretty at all. It had to have been frightening. Well, I mean, of course it was. Duh. If you're on the plane. Okay. Uh, thank you to Michael who forwarded this to me, uh, emailed me, uh, <laughs> uh, chewing the fat the blaze.com. Uh, thank you, Michael. He, uh, forwarded this email to me under the heading, you can take this one. I already got rich off a Nigerian prince. See, I think he's just trying to be funny there, but, uh, if he did, congratulations to Michael, this email he forwarded to me that I can take is from Mrs. Emmy Kuda. Hello. My name is Mrs. Emmy Kuda. I sincerely do not wish to inconvenience you with my letter, I have a business proposal I wish to discuss with you in respect to my interest to invest in your country. I came across your email while I was researching a reliable company slash individual to partner with. Then I saw your contact, and my spirit directed me to contact you for an investment partnership that I intend to establish in your country. I have about $7.5 million, and I would need your assistance to invest the funds under your care. If you are willing to help me invest these funds, please kindly get back to me for more details. Best regard, Mrs. Kuda. So, maybe she's just talking about Michael and not me. I I don't know. I just feel like I don't know if the spirit is going to direct me to reply, even though Michael was kind enough to send this my way. But uh, you never know. We'll see how I feel later today.